This episode of the Youth Ministry United podcast is brought to you by G-Shades. G-Shades is a youth ministry curriculum and teaching strategy that is focused on helping students see every life situation through the lens of the gospel. And I know what you're thinking. Graham, I don't have the budget for a youth ministry curriculum. But I'll tell you this, guys. G-Shades has options to fit everybody, and I mean everybody, with three plans to choose from. And every single one of these plans has the resources that you need to do what you want to do, which is impact your students and to impact them better. So if you just need message outlines, a discussion guide for your small groups, and like a game, that plan is only $16 a month. Maybe you're looking for higher production value, like a bumper video before the message or an Instagram devotional or a parent guide so you can keep them informed on what you guys are teaching. That's only $25 a month. And and let's say you want to step it up again and have a video curriculum that's going to help you increase your online reach during this pandemic and moving forward because we know all of our kids are online. G-Shades has you covered for that. It's only $36 a month. You're not going to find youth ministry video curriculum at that price point anywhere else. And I'll tell you this, just from what I've downloaded and used myself, the content that they create is amazing. It is so excellent, so well done. The content is good. The outline messages are incredible. The bumper videos alone are worth $36 a month. It just takes your messages. It takes your impact to the next level. You don't want to miss out on this. So head to gshades.org to download season two of G Shades Youth Ministry Curriculum and make sure you use the promo code UNITED. That's U-N-I-T-E-D, all uppercase, UNITED, at checkout to get an extra $5 off. And remember, G Shades, it's about seeing life through the lens of the gospel. Welcome to the Youth Ministry United podcast, where our goal is to equip you, encourage you, and empower you to do all that God has called you to do in your youth ministry. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Youth Ministry United podcast. My name is Matt, aka the Podfather or the self proclaimed TikTok King. Still not true. I went viral on one video, 13 point, well, I think 14.2 thousand views now. Um, I don't know how it happened, but. If you were to monetize that, what would happen? Like, I have that, no like clue. 14 I have cents, no clue. Like 14 Probably. cents or something? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no clue what how to do that. So, um, But yes, I'm not the TikTok king. Far from it. Um, but I'm joined by Tyler Rowland. Tyler, yes. from the way up north. What's up? The way up north. What's up? I think, uh, we, you know, Go Puncher 3000 has not stuck as a nickname for me, but uh, we're still working towards it, so... Absolutely. There you go. I, I was I was practicing my Minnesota accent the other day, and it is atrocious. So I'm not even going to try. I think, no, I think you should. I think you definitely should try. I will tell well, you. I was I, trying to Minnesota. Like, I is that even act? No. Okay. No. Yep. No. See, I bombed already. Yeah. See, no. You got to go. You got to. It's it's like you're talking to that that loving grandmother. Like, oh yeah, there uh, Marge up there in the Northwoods. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. You got to watch more of Game Changers on Disney Plus, the mm-hmm. the Mighty Ducks. Got to go. check that out. There we go. That I'll put that on my list so I can practice my Minnesota accent. 
So awesome. Well, we are also joined by a very special guest, Reed Moore. What's up, bro? What's up, guys? How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Man, excited. Yeah. Excited you're here. Excited you're joining us on the Youth Ministry United podcast. Yeah, you're, pumped you're, to be you're here. In for, you're in for a, a fun time, I promise. I mean, I can already tell with you, the TikTok king. <laughs> Yeah, don't encourage Far from him. It. Please, yeah. please don't encourage him. <laughs> We're trying to kill that. We're trying to squash that or whatever. Oh man, you know, I'm, I'm fueling it. Oh, I like it. Okay, I guess I do actually like it. I'm kind of an yeah. instigator too, um, Matt. I think before we even like hear more from Reed, we need to ask him the question. Let's do it. You want, Go you for want it. Take the, you no, you take it? the honors. Okay. All right. All right. So I'm still fairly new to this, but uh, I'm going to try it. Okay. So Reed, okay. you are standing eyeball to eyeball with a mammal and it could be any mammal of your choice you can you can choose the mammal right uh, as long as it's a mammal sometimes people throw out birds and we're like we don't want to like embarrass anybody and correct them on here or anything like that but you're mm-hmm. standing eyeball to eyeball with a mammal what mammal do you think you could knock out in one single punch any mammal in one any, punch in one punch it can't hit you back it's like it's just one solid punch wherever you want what mammal do you feel like you could knock out am i are am i trying to go with like the like the toughest one or are you just saying like you're 100 percent sure you could knock this one out yeah like you're 100 you know? sure like i mean like i don't know if you're familiar with cool carl from sunday cool uh he mm-hmm. said you could knock out a sperm whale so um, <laughs> okay i mean yeah yeah we're not actually going to hold you accountable. He's for sure wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he's for sure wrong. Yeah, yeah, okay, I, I don't I know what it, kind I of situation it. you find yourself in with a sperm whale right in front of you, but, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If anybody yeah, could I'm find like, it, it would be cool, Carl, though. So, I mean. Ac- accurate. Yeah, okay, like, read. So. I mean, I could 100% knock out, like, any any sort of rodent or house pet in one punch. You know what I mean? I'm like, so if we're going, like, bigger – cool Carl with a sperm whale. That was, that was dramatic, but I could probably maybe the biggest, I don't know, kangaroo marsupial, but you know, I like it. I like it. Have you seen the video of the guy when he boxes a kangaroo? Like, yeah, there, that's, that, I, I feel like it, I feel like the kangaroo could take me out. So it feels like ambitious, but I feel like I could probably throw it down. Yeah. If you got one solid, good, solid punch though. I mean, I feel like you get good contact. A kangaroo, you probably could take. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's good. I think, I think it's so. Good. Does marsupial? Are we gonna are we gonna count that in in the mammal world? I mean, we'll, it's we'll count it. I don't I don't think we know what a mammal is. So yeah, yeah you know what? Say, like, I think Taylor Googled it a while back, oh, but uh, Graham Googled it while we yeah. were on uh, while we were recording a podcast. I still don't remember what that definition is, but we'll, listen, it's birth oh. to a live young that just lives in a pouch. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. It's fair game. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I like I, it. Any, anything, anything is fair game on this podcast. We'll just, yeah. we'll just throw that out there now. So, nice. oh, so, so let, let's hop in here, Reed. Um, let's just have you share a little bit about who you are, background in ministry, where yeah. you serve, what you do, whatever you want to share with our listeners. Uh, floor is yours. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, man, I've been in ministry for 15 years. And, uh, I started it, um, while I was in college doing it, like 
as a full-time student and driving back 45 minutes to uh, a, a church in my hometown and just leading their student ministry, but like two or three days a week, you know what I mean? And then also doing school uh, at the university of Georgia. And so that was my, that was my entrance into student ministry. I guess, yeah, technically I, I led a seventh grade Sunday school before that for like, like a, a summer, you know? And then, uh, and then that was my first job straight out, uh, was at that church, um, uh, Snellville United Methodist church, shout out to Snellville UMC. Uh, that was my first, uh, job in ministry, middle school pastor. And then I was a part of a church plant, um, and got to oversee their student ministry, middle school and high school. And then probably seven years ago, I started at North Point um, Ministries. I got hired at Gwinnett Church, one, one of the seven campuses now of North Point and, in Atlanta and took over their high school ministry. And I've done that. I did that for seven years or for six years. And then I went over to Passion, um, Passion City Church in Atlanta and took over middle school, high school, and then college and young adults. And then about eight months ago, um, I took over back at Gwinnett Church. The prodigal has returned and I came back to Gwinnett Church uh, and I am now the lead pastor. So I've been the lead pastor for like eight months. So. Wow, that's awesome, man. That's that's such a cool story. It's been a wild you, ride. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, family, anything like that? What, what's, uh, what's the story there? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um I got wife and three kids, seven-year-old girl, five-year-old boy, one-year-old boy. So we are in it. We're playing zone defense now around the house. So yeah, it's awesome. That's fantastic. I, my kids are similar age, so that's, I I get it when you say zone defense and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff, like target runs are a whole different thing now compared to what it was before. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It, any, anything going out period is just, uh, yeah. it's an adventure. Uh, now let me ask you this question just before yeah. we go into this, uh, this idea why we brought you on the podcast and everything like that. Yeah. Do you ever get worried? Like I remember when we went from two to three, I got worried that I was going to like forget a kid. Do you ever, do you ever wrestle with that or anything like that? Or is yeah. that just me? <laughs> no, 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 that's for sure. Like you, yeah. um, yeah, I, I worry that I'm like, like when we go to the grocery store, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like that you're going to get out like Morgan, my wife, she'll always, Hey, we got everybody. Right. Like, it's almost like, you know, when you get in your car and you do the keys, cell phone, wallet, yep. like tap, you're also like doing the like head count thing to make uh-huh. sure that you haven't left someone. So, yeah. Oh, for like, sure. as long as you don't leave the quietest kid, you should be fine. Cause the loud ones yep. you'll, you'll realize it or whatever. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. For sure. That's awesome. Well, that, well, that raises the question though. Have either of you ever lost a kid? Uh, uh, no, official, but I was like, a lost a- kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. What was it lost in? Like a like a store, or was it? Yeah, like, I was in like a, I was in like a. So back in the day, there was a department store around. Um, I don't know if it was where you guys were, but um, it's like a Coles, but it was called Upton's. Okay, and Upton's, I climbed into a clothing rack and pulled my feet up, obviously, so you can't look under and see my feet, and um, and then my mom. Uh, she kept shopping and didn't realize I was gone. And when I got out, 
the whole place had to get locked down because my mom was freaking oh. out because she couldn't find me. And uh, yes, yeah, so that's the that's the most lost I think I've ever been. Oh man, you you were one of those kids. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. I used to hide in those and jump out at people. That was I was mm. that kid. So I was yeah. the one that was never coming out. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Well, Reed, like, uh, we're just super excited to have you on here and everything like that. And we, we brought you on cause, uh, you have this, this, uh, um, idea that you kind of have talked about and we've heard yeah. it and, uh, it's this idea of same, but different. Yeah. Um, I'd love to hear kind of like where that came from, what, what that means, like just yeah. walk our listeners through what that means. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess, I mean, it's been a couple different, things that have kind of birthed this, I guess, you know, obviously we've had all of COVID and all the craziness of everybody asking the question, you know, how's, how's this going to affect ministry? How's this going to affect student ministry? You know, if, if, if this was like one year that's really compounded into like five years or 10 years of change, you know, like what's, what's going to be, you know, what's going to be different and, and how are we going to, you know, the dreaded word pivot, you know, uh, all of that. Uh, been thinking about it and um, had a conversation with a guy, um, a guy named Dan Watson in at Hillsong London. And he and I were having a conversation and I was like, you know, how are you guys thinking about this? How are you thinking about ministry? And um, he did in, in such a cool way, you know, how people that have British accents can do he was like, bruv, 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 bruv. Listen, he was like, it's the same, but it's different. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, oh man, like it was so cool. And, um, and so the two of us, we got to unpack that a little bit, like where he was talking about this whole idea of same, but different. And Tim Elmore is writing about this in like one of his new books where he talks about the tension of all leaders is to balance the timeless and the timely. And it's a, it's, it's a tension to be managed, not a problem to be solved. You know what I'm talking about? Like that, that, okay, the same, the stuff that we know needs to stay the same. And then the stuff that we know has got to change this, this, because we want our finger on the pulse. And so, um, been thinking about it for a while. And I mean, especially in regards to student ministry, because I've only been in this lead pastor job for eight months. And so that I've just been trying to keep my head above water. But when it comes to student ministry, this is what I've been chewing on is, okay, well, what stuff, um, as we're all thinking about what needs to change and what needs to get better and how, like, what lessons are we going to learn from COVID? Um, the, the temptation for a lot of us is, well, I'm just going to change everything. Or, you know, we all need to make, you know, everybody, everything's got to be new or everything's got to be different. And um, there's nothing wrong with new, but I think that um, there are some things that we can't lose. There are some things that can't change. There are some things that have to stay the same um, and need to stay the same. And we don't want to, for lack of a better term, throw the proverbial baby out with the bathwater. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Could you say, okay, Reed, say a little bit more. Like if you were, you said that there's some things that need to stay the same, some things that that can change, like give us an example of something that you're like, Hey, in student ministry, this has got to stay. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I think some of the things when I, when I've, as I've been unpacking that whole like same, but different um, idea, some of the things that I've, as I've been just writing it out, I'm like, okay, 
things that have to stay the same. Obviously, gospel is not going anywhere, right? The message of Jesus is, that's the message. That doesn't change. Um, the mission of leading students into a growing relationship with Jesus, that's got to stay. And then I think even like, when, when as I've been thinking about it, like even the, I don't know, I, I guess the best word that I've put around is just like the goals, the goals of like, hey, we want students to have community, to experience community. Like that's got to stay the same. We want them to experience positive role models that are adults in their life. Like that's gotta, we can't let that go. Um, we want them to discover purpose. We want students to um, find ways to give their life away. So serving, you know what I mean? Like these are things we want students to, um, to understand scripture. Like that's kind of stuff. Can't uh, We want to be good at partnering with parents and equipping parents. And so like that kind of stuff, it, it's got to stay the same. And so we can't get so kooky with the model where all of a sudden we're throwing out like small groups, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, Hey, like, yes, like do your, do your tournament on Twitch, like with your students for whatever gaming platform that you want to do. Um, but that can't be like the end all be all goal, right? Like, like we still got to, be providing small groups and getting like that stuff still works. And it's some of that stuff um, that's tried and true and tested for helping students grow in their relationship with Jesus and come to know Jesus. That It's like, let, yes, let's rethink the model, but don't throw out the stuff that we know is guaranteed to work. And it's, it's like, should be foundational in your ministry. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so good. One of the things we talk about in like our context, you know, smaller, we're, we're medium-sized church up here in the Twin yeah. Cities area. And, and we talk about knowing our destination, right? Yes. Like we want to we want to reach here and, and it goes back to Andy Stanley's, right? Communicating for a change, which yeah. I read in college. And, and totally. like the idea of if we're going to go on a road trip or if we want to get a student somewhere, we've got to yep. know what the destination is. Yep. Um, and, and how we get there is the areas where I, I feel like ties in with this same, but different, right? Yes. Is if we're, we know where we're getting, then how we get there can vary in different ways. Is that, totally. is that a fair way to look at it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, if, yeah, if, if, if you're, if we're clear about our mission and we're clear about our destination, then yes, we can take some different turns and we can take some different roads. We can tweak some of the methods to be able to get there. Um, totally. That's it. I mean, that's great. And I think that what I see in a lot of student ministry context, and I felt this pressure myself, but then also I see it in a lot of, of student ministers is um, this, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to blow it up and reinvent and change the game and do something new and do something different. And I just, I, like I would say there's nothing wrong with new, but new for the sake of new isn't helpful always. And also um, like new is good as long as you're not using it as an, an escape or an excuse. Does that make sense? Like a lot of times we're like, Oh, I'm just going to like blow it up or change it. And then I use that as an excuse for, like numbers, or I use that as an excuse for, or an escape from, uh, like things aren't really going great right now. So I'm going to blow the whole thing up. And it's like, you throw out some of the stuff that students need 
for flash in the pan or for, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of times it, us in student ministries get accused of is like, you know, we, we change something or we tweak something and it's just for the, the, the big event or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and I think that, you know, it's balancing that, like you mentioned, you mentioned that tension, right? Yep. I love the idea of tension and how, um, we're, we got two sides, each are pulling and usually the best where we need to be is in the middle of the rubber band. Yes, exactly. Um, and, and it's also the most uncomfortable, yep. right? I mean, that's, that's that wrestling with that tension of going, okay, how do we stay on mission? Cause you, you talked about like mission needs to stay the same, yep. but methods adjust yes. and everything, right? Yes. That's, that's one of your things. And you, you, you totally. mentioned numbers too. Like, yeah. like say more on that. Cause I think that's a tension that every student pastor is like, yes. what the heck do I do? Like, do I count numbers? Do I not like, yep. h- how does that same, but different? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I th- well, I think, um, I think we should still be counting stuff. I think that the thing that might be different is what metrics are most important. And so, um, I think, the thing that we're all going to have to be rethinking, and I don't even necessarily have answers for what that is, but I think that what we're all going to have to be rethinking is, yeah, what are the important metrics for dis- like discerning healthy ministry here in the future? Because it may not be um, hundreds in the room, you know, but if you have um, 10 groups of 10 gathering across your, across your city, then you just reached right there a hundred. You know what I mean? Like, and so you're going like, wow, like is, is a hundred in one room more valuable than 10 groups of 10 around our city. Right. Like, and so it's like, I got to count something. What am I counting? And what I'm counting will determine like what I deem to be most important. And so, um, yeah. So I think one of the things I've been asking our team is, Hey, what metrics, what are you counting now that says this, this is what's most important? And I think, um, yeah, we're, we're trying to reframe that here. Like where it used to just be number of students in the room and that measured your entire success. And now we're, we're asking questions of, um, yeah, how many small groups are meeting outside of here? Um, we're, we're asking questions of, um, how many names did you learn tonight rather than, uh, you know, the total number in the room. And so like, man, I, I, you know, as small group leaders, you, you learned two new students' names and everybody learned two students' names. And so like the names overshadowed the numbers, you know what I mean? Like, and so like, that's a new metric, um, engagement online. Like it's not just how many followers, but it's okay. Well, how many people are commenting on what we're posting or liking or sharing, you know, like, and so now it's not just going for, Oh, all these people follow us. Like who cares if they're not engaging with us? Right. And so, yeah. yeah and, and, kinda... and, and we saw that we got into that. I know our church got into that mistake early on in COVID because it was like, you, you know, we didn't know metrics on Facebook or anything like that. Right. You're like, we got 800 people watching. Like, yes, it's incredible. And then you're like, right. Oh, basically just someone who scrolled past your, your page exactly. or something like that. And so understanding yep. the metrics too, is not just saying, I mean, because we ran into that issue of, you know, you could have a hundred kids sitting in your room or in your 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 youth space or whatever, and yep. let's say three of them really feel connected. Well, yep. are you really actively doing what you're supposed to do, or if right. you have ten outside, like you said, I love that. Yeah. Like, 
if you have 10 connecting like face to face with one caring and, or two caring adults, like, mm-hmm. is that, is that actually more effective when it comes to yep. it? So yep. yeah, I love that. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that basically what, what we're, we're kind of getting into now is going, okay, what's most important. And then what, what things actually let us know if we're accomplishing that and how do we measure those things? You know what I mean? Like versus just the easiest thing is just to measure attendance in the room. And, um, and, and you guys know this attendance is a thing, but it can't be the thing. And it doesn't always tell you if you're actually accomplishing your goal. And so this is a great time though, to be able to throw like, because attendance in, in the room, you don't have anything to compare it to, <laughs> you know, like, it's not like you can look back and go, well, this time last year, it's like, so now you get a little bit of a, a blank slate to get to redefine some of your metrics. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, Reed, I, I want to go, kind of go back to something you said earlier. Yeah. Um, and this is something that's kind of just stuck with me throughout the last year plus. Um, and if we're, we're, if we're talking about the mission being the same, but methods being different, yep. um, I know you said like maybe not make change for change sake, whatever. But one of the things that stuck with me is uh, a Carrie Newhoff article I read about how yeah. people just adapted and didn't really innovate. Um, yep. Can you just speak to the, um, speak to that a little bit, like the ad- adaptation versus, versus innovation and how, how methods can look different? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, yes, definitely people adapted during COVID and now the, I think the innovation part of it is, is going to be coming out of this when people go, Oh, what did we learn and how do we implement it into regular day in day out ministry? You know what I mean? Like that will be where probably the true innovation bubbles up. And I think that there's like, there's some people, gosh, uh, when I think about people that are out there doing it, not necessarily in church world, but like it, when you're looking at it, like the, the secular, you know what I mean? Like just the marketplace. Um, it's the uh, Chick-fil-A introducing delivery. Like that was, that was an innovation, you know what I mean? Like, and it, but it started as an adaptation, like, oh man, like all of our dining rooms are closed and our stuff, like, and our parking lots are full from people being able to come up and like pick up their to-go orders. And now they're going to like introduce a a delivery system. And you're like, okay, now they're, now they're going from adaptation to innovation. I think in student ministry, it's like all of us adapted to, oh, I'm going to stream this thing on our IG live or, um, or we're going to, you know, do these devos on, on our, on our Instagram or on our Facebook, or we're going to get on and do a Fortnite tournament on Twitch where the innovation is going to come is how do we incorporate that into as a regular rhythm of our student ministry? How are we going to take the lesson learned? And then now like what I'm intrigued to see is how student ministries and churches in general begin to leverage. Okay. We did these, these daily devos on our IG live, like, okay, well, what are you going to, how are you going to use IG live moving forward to engage with students and to help them take steps in their faith? Right. Like, so how are you going to take that adaptation that you did while everybody was on lockdown and now turn it into a consistent part of your student ministry? And that'll be innovation. You know what I mean? Like, um, and yeah, I'm intrigued to see like how, how some of, how some of you guys do that and, and build that out, um, for the future. What would you say to like a, a youth pastor listening right now? That's like, 
okay, we added like 14 things over COVID and, yep. and we did this and we did this and we did this and we yep. did this. Um, yep. Like, what would you say to like wisdom of how do you choose what is that method that you maybe change that you want to innovate versus like, okay, we just did that and that needs to go. Cause I think the danger, and I don't know if yeah. you guys have felt this, but coming out of COVID, like I forgot like at the unhealthy pace that most of us Americans operated yeah. at. Yes. Right. Like yeah. all of a sudden things start opening up and you're like, why am I always tired? Like, mm-hmm. like, Oh, yeah. this is the pace that I lived at. That's crazy. Yep. So what yep. would you say to like a youth pastor that's wrestling with that, but also wrestling yep. with like, who do I keep this or does this go? Yeah. I think that's a great question. Um, I think that, I think all of us in ministry should be at, should be doing that exercise. And I would say, um, look at what was effective from the standpoint of student engagement. What did your students go, man, that was really helpful. I was looking forward to that. That helped me take a step in my faith. So look at on like basically honestly assess the 14 things that you did. Look at what do I have the time resources and people to manage. So when you're honestly assessing going like, well, can I actually even do that week in and week out? Or could we even do that like consistently? And then also where did you have to manufacture energy? Cause even something that's effective, if you're manufacturing energy to accomplish it, then, um, you'll never see it through. And, um, and it'll become this burden. You know what I mean? It's like, for me, even like back in the, the old days, um, I knew for me, um, I found myself manufacturing energy, coming up with a game every week to do on stage. I was like, just gag me, right? Like I hated it. I hated having to think of it. And then um, when I began to delegate that to a couple people like that were volunteers on our team that found energy around it, awesome. But if I had to keep doing it, um, it was becoming something that I dreaded and I was never going to be able to keep doing it. And so now like moving forward where it's like, Oh my gosh, we had all this engagement on these Instagram devos that we were posting or these little swipe through hacks that we were creating, or, you know what I mean? Whatever it is, it's like, ah, like this thought of the day that we would do on Mondays. It's like a motivation Monday. And we got all this engagement on it, but it's draining for me to have to accomplish it. Then that may not be the best use of your time and energy, even if it had engagement. Because if you're manufacturing energy around it, you're, it won't, you won't sustain it. So you've either got to get, get rid of it or you've got to delegate. Yeah, I love that. That's, that's the big thing I heard out of it is like, okay, determine what is that thing, the value of it, right? This is good. Yep. And then yep. if it's good and you want to keep it, you don't actually have to do it, right? I mean, right. like delegate it out, give it to somebody. I mean, that's just good leadership right there. Yep. Just yep. passing that on. And sustainable. It's sustainable. Yes. Because my fear yeah, my fear of people coming out of all of this are going to go into that pace that we were at um, before COVID with more on their plate and they're going to go, they're, they're just going to fizzle out. And so totally. I think, I think that's super wise to just evaluate mm-hmm. and delegate. Yes. Yes. Evaluate and delegate is huge. And I think even coming out of this, like that whole same, but different um, mindset, something that I would want, I, I mean, I want our student, like, I want our student ministry to hear and the student pastors that are listening right now is some of the stuff is worth going back to some of the same stuff you were doing. People are craving. They are hungry for it. Some of the, some of the stuff that you were doing, some of the same stuff 
is really effective and you don't need to just pivot your entire ministry towards a couple little things that you learn. But if you come out of this season and you don't have anything that you learned or any takeaways or anything that you're doing differently because of this season, then I would say that this was a wasted season. So I just like, that's the whole same, but different mentality is, Hey, go and do the same thing you were doing, which is loving and serving students and leading them into a growing relationship with Jesus. Get back to doing that. And then take some things that you learned and do what you were doing, but do it just a a little bit different. Incorporate one new thing that you learned. If you did one new thing that you learned, then this was not a wasted season. It was, it was a valuable season. Um, And so, yeah, that pressure, take the pressure off to try to do 14 new different things. Take the pressure off to try to, um, to try to re- reshape your ministry to look like Elevation Church. Um, they're unicorns. They're incredible. I love Tim Summers. I love what they're doing. Um, but they have an entire media department and they have um, like, like all of this, these resources to be able to do something that way. And they were already doing it. Don't miss this. They were already doing digital student ministry before COVID happened. And then everybody turns and watches and it's like, no, no, no. Students still need small groups. Students still need people in their life that show up on their turf, that text them and remind them that they're being prayed for. They still need, you know what I mean? Like they still need that personal touch. They still need someone to remember their name. And so go back and do the same stuff and then just do it and incorporate something new that you learned in a different way. Wow. Sorry, that was a soapbox. No, that's, that's so good. I think, I think for a lot of, a lot of us as student pastors, we've kind of fallen into um, getting back into the, to the rhythm of, of, of life in general. Like, I, I don't know about you guys, but, but things have been crazier before COVID than they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they're, they're crazier now than they were before COVID. I, I, you know, getting back into that. So I think, I think frankly, man, like it, it's a big burden kind of lifted off of our shoulders to, to really think about, you know, yeah, well, Elevation was already doing that. So we don't need to replicate that. Yes. Uh, we may not have the, the resources to be able to replicate that. Unless yep. you're the TikTok king, then you do have the resources. Yeah, unless you're the TikTok. Yes. And I'll, I'll tell you this, something that, that even if, if Tim were on here with you, Tim Summers from Elevate, if you were on here, he would say the same thing. But I think that all of us, something that we need to be reminded of and something that I need to remind myself of is effective is better than cool. And faithful is better than flashy and consistent, you know what I mean? Like is better than just new, you know, like, and so it's like, Hey, some of this stuff, like if, if, if we'll, if we'll have that mindset, like we'll be able to get back and do the same stuff with, with some different attitudes. But I'm like, man, I just, I want us to get that, that, man, that effective, it's better than just being cool and being like flavor of the month and changing it just for the sake and faithful. Oh my gosh. It's way better than being flashy. And, um, yeah, looking good on Instagram is yeah. not nearly as important as being effective in the life of a student up close and personal. Well, and isn't it about authenticity, right? I mean, yeah. like students, I always say students have, have the biggest BS meters. Yeah. I don't know if I can, can I say that, Matt? Or are you going to have to edit that out? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll give us our explicit writing. Yeah, there we yeah. go. There we go. But like, they, <laughs> they can tell when there's inauthenticity. Like, yeah. So, you know, in the same, but different, we still need to be true to who God created us to be. Right. I mean, Absolutely. Isn't, that, isn't that the, the standard is like, I'm never going to be like the TikTok King. And so yep. I need to be true to, <laughs> I'm just going, yeah. to that. sorry, dude, but like going, being true to who God created us to be. And we have mm-hmm. skill sets and, 
And we need to lean into that. Um, but yeah. I love, I love the challenge because it's easy to, you know, the same, but different challenges. It's easy to just become complacent and kind yeah. of, I mean, I don't know if, you know, in the student ministry world, you've been doing it for five, 10 years, all of a sudden you kind of hit this like autopilot. Yeah. And so if we continually operate out of this mindset of same, but different, or yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to just change this a little bit. I don't need to blow it up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause I think that's the idea we think coming out of COVID is now everything is different. Yeah. Um, and we manage that tension, like you said, of like, no, yeah. no, things are different, yes. but they are still the same. I love yes. that. Yes. 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 And I love, I love what you said about authenticity because I'm like, authenticity is the currency of this next generation. It's the reason why, um, it's the reason why the, the less plastic things are. And when I say plastic, you know what I mean? Like the less things that feel fake or forced, like, I mean, it's, I mean, fake is the F word for this generation, you know what I mean? And, and so it's like, yeah, remembering that the students don't need you to be a B version of that popular youth ministry on Instagram. They need you to be an A version of the youth ministry that you could be. Wow. So good. So much to tweet that right now. I think we should. We should. That's, that's good, man. Um, Reed, we could probably spend like three, three more podcasts talking about all this stuff. But, just, uh, just chatting. We, about we could, we could. It's, yeah. it's great. But uh, for the sake of time, man, let's uh, let's yeah. kind of close down here. Uh, we ask all yeah. of our guests at the end here to share about three to five minutes of what the Lord's speaking to you in this season. Uh, we, yeah. we just fully believe that whatever the Lord's speaking to you can be beneficial for someone else. So uh, if you, yeah. you would just go take take a couple minutes and just share what the Lord's been speaking. Man, I'll tell you what. What's been. Uh, I think it was maybe two weeks ago. I went home and uh, I told my wife, and this is maybe the first time in a long time. Like, so I've had, I've had hard days in ministry. We all have, but I went home the other day and I told her that this is not fun anymore. Like, it was like, you know, I'm in the midst of all these people emailing about how I should and shouldn't do my job and masks and no masks and all the, you know, like the garbage. And I, um, and it just wasn't fun anymore. And I went, ah, like when did the job lose its joy? You know what I mean? So for me personally, something that I've been, um, something that I've been really wrestling with and, and that God's been restoring to me is the joy in the job. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the glory in the grind, if you will, you know, like, and, um, and restoring to me the joy of my salvation and reminding me that if, if I'm not having fun at some level, I'm not doing it right. (laughs) And so, man, that's, that's where I'm at. Like uh, in a, in a very transparent, personal way, I'm learning to, to find the joy in this again, in ministry again, and remember that, um, that God doesn't need me but he's invited me to be a part of it. And, um, and yeah, and learning to have fun in it again. So taking that pressure off of myself that like, Oh, the whole thing rides on me and learning just to enjoy going to work with my father, you know, like if you will, um, my dad's not in ministry. I mean, my heavenly father. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. That's good, man. That's good. Hey, um, we, we failed to mention to you at the beginning that you get a nickname. Oh, okay. For being on this podcast. And okay. I've, I've been thinking, uh, Tyler, do you have, do you have anything? 
No, I uh, I fully submit to the TikTok king. That's oh man, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> let's let's have you share <laughs> shameless plug. So social media, where can people find you on social media? Uh, read more zero seven. So I mean, man, if you want to give me a nickname, the easiest one is read more books because uh, my Dude, my name on. is a command, my guy. Um, which always makes for a great introduction when you're speaking at student that, camps. You just that say, could, my that name could be is your read yeah. more. Yeah. yeah that, well, that could be your nickname. We'll yeah. just roll, let's roll with that. I like it. Yeah. I yeah. Love it. Awesome. <laughs> awesome, man. Hey, I appreciate you coming on here with us today and just sharing a little bit of your heart and, uh, um, oh, absolutely for, for youth pastors and just pouring into youth pastors. So, uh, again, thank you so much. So, uh, yeah. For Tyler and the TikTok King and read more. Peace out, y'all. We'll see you next time. Hey, youth pastors, don't you love how ministry is easy? How every week is the exact same, how you only have to focus on one thing all week. There's always plenty of resources to go around to your youth ministry. Now, obviously, that's a bit of a joke, but hopefully your logo is not. Bright Coal Creative is on a mission to fix bad branding in the church. Now, Josh has spent a lot of time on staff. He's he's spent time volunteering at churches and spent the last decade working at an advertising agency. So if you'd like to see some of the work that he does, go to brightcoal.com. That's B-R-I-G-H-T-C-O-A-L.com slash logos. Or if you need some lunch break entertainment today, check out his logo review series on YouTube at Grade My Logo with Bright Cole.